0: I had a similar experience like that happened. I hit a little old lady with a fucking tray. Girls. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, this is not a joke or a lie. Oh no. Quinnie, you could have been sued. And I worked at the country club in Hendersonville, North Carolina. They had the um, dinners that with the things on the top of them like uh-huh. the to keep the dinner warm, you know? Yeah, and then you yeah. would, they have the hole in the middle and then you pull them off as you serve or whatever. So we used to stack the food, the entrees like on top of each other. No. (laughs) Why? Yeah. And we would for disaster. It really is, but that's the way that we did it. And you would stack like sometimes two, three of them up at a time on top of each other. Okay. So these things were like anywhere from 35 to (laughs) anywhere from 35 to 50 pounds of weight. Okay. That you're carrying. Oh my God. And I was coming around the corner. Like the foyer where you enter the country club, I was coming from the kitchen into the foyer that that leads you then into the dining room, and I was swooping around the corner, God. and I, she was coming around this sweet little old little old thing, okay, uh, and I just went <sighs> like this right straight into her fucking face right here in her eye, okay, and she literally was like. Oh! <laughs> okay? And I was like, "Oh my god!" And the tray went flying. All the food went flying everywhere, okay? Oh my god. She literally started bleeding a little bit right here like from her fucking face, okay? Like from her eye was coming blood out. No <sighs> lie. I literally I seriously what immediately started hysterically crying in the middle of the restaurant. No. Yes. She's crying. I'm crying. We're both crying. Let's go. I'm like, we have to go to the bathroom. Let me take you to the bathroom so I can help you. I'm so sorry, ma'am. And she was fine. And we became friends. Okay. That's the the best part of the story is that she forgave me and we became friends. Okay. Oh my God. Shout out to Roberta from Hendo.
1: Leave the dog alone because the dog didn't do a damn thing. And now you're trying to feed him your bodily I shall fluid. kill all of your hands. Right. And a dog There's fish a of tampon, tampon in in the garbage. It ain't right you, but you And like you, you will,
0: a <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was wow. Gonna get a train going this episode the is called Ginger Sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> Sabotage and, you and gotta watch, watch out them. for the gingers.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Straight Up Evil. My <laughs> name is Jocelyn, I'm the brunette. We've got Katie, she's the redhead. Hello! And we have Carly, she's the blonde. Hey! Alright, tonight we are covering... The myst- tonight, we just hit 40,000 downloads, so Woo! thank you all
0: very, very Thanks, much.
1: guys. We appreciate it. Tonight, we are covering the mysterious disappearance of Craig Freer. So this is an active missing persons investigation, so this is a straight-up missing episode that is a full-size episode, so you're getting a little bit of both tonight. If you haven't heard of the case of Craig Freer, and a lot of people haven't, this case is very, very close to home for the team here at Straight Up Evil. This happened about 30 minutes from where we all live. Katie and I attended college less than five miles from the last place he was seen, and there's just some weird synchronicities in this story that we're going to get into. It's just he would have been around our same age mm-hmm. and it's just the age group. It just makes me very nostalgic for like, I don't know, being 17 and being
0: It sets like a, It
1: sets an eerie tone, yeah. It for really sure. does, definitely. Because it's like, I don't know, it's haunting. Um, mm-hmm. So we have had the pleasure of corresponding with someone who is very close to this case and we wanna thank them for their willingness to talk to us and help us share Craig's story. This story doesn't make any sense, Quitney. It doesn't.
2: It really doesn't. It does not
1: make any sense. No, it doesn't. The three of us have researched this backwards and forwards. It seems like every fact contradicts the next fact. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to consider all of them at once. And instead, I find myself just like disregarding things. Like, okay, just put that aside and focus on these things. Mm -hmm. Or I'll just focus on one thing altogether, which is just bad investigating and something that we get really (laughs) pissed about on this show when like police officers do this. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to do that. All we're going to do tonight is just tell you the story, exactly how uh, the facts of the case, as we understand them, right? Um, The Unfound podcast, they interviewed Craig's mom, Veronica, in 2017, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much an uncut interview. It's called Craig Freer Under the Microscope. She really gives her best recollection of what she remembers around his disappearance, That's a huge source for us in this episode, because if you look into this case at all, every single website says something different. Ever Like,
0: yes. And there's not that many at all, even. And there's a lot of speculation because there are no actual real, like, they don't have any facts or any evidence about the case. And so because of that, there's so much speculation. Yeah, I think that's what's... that's what frustrates me too about it is that you don't know what it may or may not be hearsay or what, what may be town gossip or what may be. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: it's infuriating after a while. You're just like, Um, how do I even know if that's even true? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, We use that interview quite a bit. um, Veronica's recollection. She still lives in the same house that Craig grew up in. She still is an active, active advocate for her son and this coming june 27th marks 17 years since anyone has seen craig Freer.
0: so 17 years he was there and 17 he's been gone and no trace of him at all no security card usage nothing like nope nothing no trace
1: absolutely gone without a trace and he like here in upstate New York, like we have a fair amount of crime, right? Like a decent amount of crime. Yep. We're not a major metropolitan area, but we have a decent amount of crime. But mm-hmm. there's like it, you can talk about uh, Nexium like when you talk about upstate New York. But mm-hmm. you can talk like that's one I feel like circle of crime here, and mm-hmm. then I feel like there's another circle with Jilly Grainwalker, Suzanne Lyle, and Craig Freer in it. Yes, that are like without a trace same area same like it's those cases i feel like are ones that that hit home for us yeah
0: it gives me like a it gives me like a silence of the lambs type vibe like got these bitches Uh, in a basement using their fucking bodies for shit
1: because yeah because no no trace just like you said quinny like no trace craig allen freer was born on October 14th of 1986 to William and Veronica Freer in Scotia slash Glenville slash Schenectady. So everything that you read online, all of these places are used interchangeably, right? So like
0: nobody knows where Scotia is. It's It's hilarious. I'm like talking to people about it. I'm like, you know, it's like it happened in Scotia. They're like, Christy, (laughs) she's lived here her whole life. She's like, where the fuck is Scotia? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fucking right. People don't, people just
1: be like, oh yeah, it's connected to
0: the area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So technically the house that Craig grew up in and the house that he was living in when he disappeared has a Schenectady mailing address, but he went to Scotia Glenville High School. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like the Charlie Project has him missing from Glenville. Yes. So it's just like that both Scotia and Glenville are in Schenectady County. So like, don't, you know, just, just bear that in mind. So Scotia proper village of Scotia is really small. It's about 8,000 residents, tiny, tiny town. Craig was the middle child. He had two siblings, his older brother, Matthew, and his younger sister, Kathleen. They were all about four years apart right? So Craig was 17 when Matt was 21 and Kathleen mm-hmm. was 13 at the time. So from a young age, Craig was very athletic. He was super popular his whole life, so much so that he maintained a close-knit group of friends from elementary school on. They stayed friends, which I think is pretty rare, like in the life of a high schooler to still be- best friends with the people that you were best friends with in elementary school is like that's a tiny town that's a small I mean I have like
2: Erica from kindergarten because we were in like a really small town but she's the only person
1: he was really really good at soccer he was a very fantastic athlete in that regard he played varsity soccer at Scotia Glenville High School he had recently been named a captain of the soccer team at the conclusion of his junior year He was so talented athletically that there were several coaches who were actually lined up to come watch him play soccer in his summer league for possible athletic scholarships. So he really, he had it going on in that department. He also was an exceptional student. He worked as a teacher's assistant. He did tutoring. He helped grade papers. Um, He's reported to have done phenomenally on his SATs. So very bright, very, very bright kid. One thing that you find in all of the newspaper articles or interviews with people is that they say Craig Freer was just a likable guy, personable, Mm -hmm. popular, charming, talk to anybody, total social butterfly, like could move from groups of people and be totally fine. Just like, just really an all around, like great guy. He had, he had, he had a lot going for him. Very bright future. So in addition to all the things he's doing, right, going into his senior year, crushing soccer, excelling academically, he also had a part-time job. And Quinny's, I wanted to ask you what your first job was, Quinny's? No, oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. I want to, okay, let's remember this. We all look at our high school job and go, oh, God, oh. Mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. good.
0: It was a different time then, though. It was a very different time. That's true. My first job was, I was 15, and I worked at a place called, it's now called Mike's on Main, is what it's called, in Hendersonville, North Carolina. When I worked there, it was called something different. It was like, it doesn't matter, but it's an old school. (laughs) It's like, it was like one of those old school, it was right on the corner on Main Street in downtown Hendersonville it actually started as like a pharmacy where you would go to get your medicine way way back in the in the dizzy day right and then it changed to a pharmacy slash one of those like little bars where you would go sit and like have an ice cream soda so you could Mm -hmm. like go get your prescription but you could also have an ice cream soda and it was like almost like a mass general type feel kind of a very weird it was a weird place with like checkered tile checkered floors and red spinny chairs and like under the table
1: what about you carly
0: i worked at starburst roller skating rink
1: I cannot. That takes me right back.
2: Taking you right back. Wow, okay? for real. What did you do? You sold skate or gave skates no. or? <clears throat> no, I started on in the snack bar, and then I worked my way up to admissions, and then I worked further up to birthday parties.
1: Boom. Where you can get wow. like
2: real tips. Okay. Boom. Once in a while, once in a while, I was a skate guard like going out on the actual rink and skiing but i was not really about that life so i was good like staying home and like staying over on the side and like helping the moms the birthday parties and like the pizza and ice cream <laughs> like all that stuff but I had it was honestly birthdays. it was actually a pretty good first job yeah like, that kind of sounds like it like it was fun and like all the that kids
0: actually sounds fun we were all
2: around the same age like working there except for like the owners and stuff and like we all had fun, like hanging out and stuff too. So
0: God, roller skating was so the jam back in it the day. Really too, was. Like.
1: It, was. it really was, it really was, I was Queenie? the hostess in a restaurant, <laughs> nice. just, just a, like, you know, where my sister was serving, like, just, oh. I just go with her. Right. Obviously you work the same shifts. Yep.
2: Oh God.
1: Because I like, yeah. couldn't
0: drive myself. You know, it's so messed I up though that they would hire people bet that, that young back in the day, though. Oh, yeah. We well, always yeah, like but you look at it now and you're like, damn, I probably shouldn't have been working in that place. Yeah, like, and y'all. some of the shit that was said to you or like happened oh, around you, you oh, look back and yeah. you're like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, I don't oh, know if yeah. that oh yeah was too late. My boss asked me if I was wearing a thong. Why Oh, yeah. I had a couple yep. inappropriate bosses myself back in high school, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: All right. Roller skating rink, yep. restaurant, uh, pharmacy slash ice cream shop. Craig also had a job, a part time job started when he was 15, different time. And he worked at the Price Chopper. Price Chopper is a supermarket chain here in upstate New York. Mm hmm. His older brother, Matt, worked there previously. And so basically he got him the job. And Price Chopper had a bunch of high school students employed there. So he worked his way up, much like Carly, from (laughs) being a bagger. Started from the
0: bottom. Started from the bottom.
1: He was a bagger and he worked his way up to working in the dairy section. And he started unloading dairy trucks and other trucks that were coming in making food deliveries to Price Chopper. So he got kind of like a longer leash. He was able to be outside, uh, work on the loading dock. Apparently he really liked that. So the last day that Craig Fur was seen was June 27th of 2004. The accounts of this day are all fucking insane. So I'm just going to go through everything we know. Right. And we'll just dissect it after because all of it, it just doesn't add up. So Craig slept over at his friend Matt's house. Okay. Not his brother, Matt, his friend, Matt, a lot of Matt's. He had a sleepover the night before he went missing at his friend Matt's house on June 26th of 2004, which was my 17th birthday. All right, so weird coincidence. Um, And as far as we know, he was with Matt and hanging with Matt all that morning until he left. Matt maintains that Craig was in good spirits, right? He said he was bummed out about a recent breakup with a girlfriend, of which Craig had many, by the way,
0: several. Yeah, he was a (laughs) pimp. oh i'm sorry i'm i'm really sleep deprived girls i'm like oh my god
1: matt says craig was in good spirits right so he's bummed about a recent breakup with a girlfriend he had many girlfriends but there was nothing it was nothing serious he was he thought it was unfortunate but he wasn't like crying or like particularly upset matt said normal casual fun sleepover high school sleepover and really nothing to report Mm -hmm. so craig goes home that sunday morning And he sees his mom and he's like, all right, mom, we'll see you later. I'm going to work. Veronica, Craig's mom, who is a gem, by the way, had a busy day that Sunday. So Kathleen, her youngest daughter had a soccer tournament that she was playing in. And they were having friends and family over for dinner at three o'clock at the Freer house. Veronica goes to Kathleen's soccer tournament. And so does William, Craig's father. And Veronica's like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go to the price chopper and pick up a few things. I'm going to say hi to my son and I'm going to remind him that he needs to be home by three o'clock because dinner's at three o'clock and he needs to be there with his family. So the price chopper that Craig worked on is on route 50, which is right down, like basically right near where the soccer tournament was. So it wasn't like she was going out of her way. She's like, I'll just pop over there, tell him and go home. So she goes to the price chopper And Craig's not there. And it's not clear whether or not she spoke to someone and they were like, nope, he's not here, but she doesn't see him. And that's weird. Mm -hmm. So it's important to understand this, okay? Tiny town, small community, everybody knows each other. Veronica knows Craig's friends. So like they all know each other the parents are all friends with each other, like very tight-knit community. She's seen so, them grow up, really. Exactly. Uh-huh. They were growing yeah. up at each other's houses. So if she doesn't know where her son is, she has a list of people she could call and say, mm-hmm. hey, is he with you? Is he with you? And this is 2004. So she's calling landlines. Some people right. had cell phones. Mm-hmm.
0: But But not not a lot. (laughs) No, and
1: not very many kids. Right. No. So, way less kids. Yeah. She's calling people's houses and she's calling and saying, Is he with you? Is he with you? And she finally gets a hold of him at a friend's house. Now, we don't know who this friend is or where this friend lived. She's like, Craig, what are you doing? I just went to the price chopper. You're not there. You're supposed to be at work. And he's like, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm I'm 45 minutes late. I'm on my way there right now. I'm leaving right now. Don't worry about it. And she's like, "Okay, dinner's at three o'clock. Get over there. Like you need you need to get to work." So she gets off the phone with him. And while all of this is happening, William, who's Craig's father, who I think goes by Bill, say go by Bill. I'm gonna say that he goes by Bill. I think he does. Um. He was at the soccer game with Kathleen, right? Cause she's 13 years old. He has to wait for her to be done so he can drive her home. So Veronica calls him and is like, Hey, would you stop by the price chopper on your way home? Because it's right next to the soccer field to make sure that Craig is there, and we say this all the time on this show. The moms, no, no, absolutely, she know knew. It. She, she knew knew immediately was like, Mm-mm. "Nope, nope." She told her husband, "I have a bad feeling." Literally, she was like, "I don't, I don't like this. I want you to go over there." And of course, he goes there, and he's not there. And Bill actually pull somebody aside and Mm it's like, Hey, where's my son? And they just told him, you know, sir, he hasn't been Been working for a shift for about a month. And apparently he had no call, no showed a number of times and they called him and he made excuses, you know, schoolwork. And he was, I mean, by all accounts, like he had just come out of finals. He had cut his hours back. He was busy, you know, um, but he was making excuses and not showing up to work. So they finally said, look, we're taking you off the schedule and until you can show up for your shifts that you're scheduled for, you're off the schedule. So this is an important distinction because every time that you read an article about this case, people say, well, he just got fired from his job. Mm -hmm. He didn't get fired from his job. He was a high school student who could not, who was not living up to his responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So they said, we're not scheduling you anymore. He could have have at any point, walked back into that price chopper, recommitted right. to the job and got back on the schedule. So right. it wasn't like he was fired and they said, don't ever come back here, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so again, it just seems like something that a 17 year old kid
0: would does do
1: sometimes. 100%.
0: Yep. Totally. Um,
1: so now again, where is Craig? Veronica's back on the phone going through all the friends again. Is he with you? Is he with you? Is he with you? She's not happy. You know, yeah. she's pissed at this point. <clears throat> and she finally gets a hold of him at his ex girlfriend's house in Cambridge Manor Apartments in Scotia. At first, the girl denies Craig is there. And so Veronica's like, okay, and hangs up, like on to the next one. But again. She stops. She knows. She goes, "Mm -mm." Mm -hmm. and she calls right back and says, sorry, I don't believe you. Um, I know that you probably don't want to get involved, but I need to talk to him. So please put him on the phone. And the girl apologizes and is like, I'm sorry, Mrs. Frere. He's right here. And Mm -hmm. like, just gives, just (laughs) gives the phone over. Like it's so high school. It's just so high school. So Veronica gets on the phone with him and says, Craig, listen, I know you've been lying to me. I know you haven't been going to work. What's going on? I don't understand why you're not being truthful with me. And he said to her, mom, I have a reason. There's a reason why I haven't been going to price chopper. Um, I'm starting a landscaping job with Matt, the friend of his that he was just sleeping over at his house the previous night. Matt and I are starting landscaping next week, all summer. I'm all set. I'll be making money. And he said, I'm not going back to price chopper. I'm never going back to price chopper. So Veronica admits that she was screaming at him <laughs> on the phone mm-hmm. because she was livid. I mean, she yeah, was, of course. her kid was lying to her and her and her husband are having to, you know, search him out and all. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's over the top. Um, and she's got a busy day. Okay. She's got a dinner to plan. Okay. Yeah. So she's got stuff going on. So. Um, She's very angry and Craig says, all right, I'll come home right now and talk to you about it. I'm going to come home and talk to you about it right now. And this is the last time that she ever spoke to him, which really sucks because it was a screaming fight. And that's just horrible. Mm -hmm. It's really horrible. So Veronica calls bill and is like, I know where he is. He's at Cambridge Manor apartments at whoever's house. And at this time, Bill is driving around looking for Craig's car, being like doing, basically doing the same thing that Veronica is doing, but Bill's doing it in the car. Veronica's calling people, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: So I'm pretty sure that at this point, Bill has dropped off Kathleen at home or Kathleen got a ride with someone else, but I don't think she's in the car at this time. So he drives over to Cambridge Manor apartments. He finds Craig's car parked outside. And he's outside of the apartment. Like, Hey, I know he's in there. He needs to come out. Like he's in deep shit. He needs to come out and talk to his parents. And Craig doesn't come out. In fact, nobody even nobody comes out. It's just mm-hmm. met with nothing. So apparently the dad just goes back to Craig's car and basically sits on the hood and waits. And it's like, fine, I'll, I'll wait. You know, like at this point, everybody's it's everybody's heated. Everybody's yeah. pissed at this point. There is no evidence to suggest that Craig ever saw his dad that day. And Craig's dad said that he never saw him. Um, but. The people in the apartment say that Craig bailed out the back of the apartment and went down to the railroad tracks to walk home. And. Veronica calls Bill and says, I just talked to him. He's on his way here. And Bill leaves and drives home to basically have it out with his son at home, find out what the hell's going on. So Craig never comes home. So the idea of bailing out the back of the apartment and going to yeah, would the road he... tracks. Yeah, right. it's, why sounds, would he leave his car? It sounds insane. It really does. But it's not that insane. So I went there last weekend, and it literally takes probably about five minutes less time to walk the tracks to the freer backyard than it would to drive your car. So in theory, he could beat his dad to the house. He could get there faster than him. And he Mm. could get to his mom, who by all accounts is the more sympathetic parent. His dad Mm -hmm. is more strict. And his mom is more understanding. Mm -hmm. So Veronica felt like he
0: told her he'd be home in 10 minutes. She's going to just let it let that ride. Yep. And dad's like, oh, hell no, I'm going to him right now. Kind of type thing yeah exactly exactly so he is bailing getting home as fast as he can
1: he's not really thinking about his car because his dad's at his car so from her perspective it's like i'll just walk home and get home and talk to mom and then she'll be on my side by the time he gets here
2: i really connect to this case because i've literally been in that situation okay okay i was a little tiny bit older than craig but i was i had a job parents thought I was going to said job for a little while. I had quit it. It was terrible. And I told them I was still going. And I was just like driving around, hanging with friends, like wasting the time. And I got, you know, I owned up to it a little bit quicker than Craig may have or whatever, instead of like getting caught. But the absolute last thing I wanted to do that day was to talk about it. Like, the last thing so like I absolutely 100% understand my parents are great like they were never gonna like do anything to me they were just gonna be mad and yell and then be done you know Mm -hmm. I was like no I completely understand him having his friend lie on the phone creeping out the back to get like even another extra 10 minutes of not being in deep shit
1: this is real this is not some lifetime movie scenario where the kid dramatically takes off and what like i think this plays out in a lot of 17 18 19 years like this is a thing you get a little bit of freedom you decide that you are going to take that freedom to the next level and run and be like okay then i'm just not going to go to work then yeah. Also, and, this
0: age too. This yeah. age right here is when he went missing. It's so crude. This is such a crucial, vulner. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like wh- how vulnerable you are at that age. Mm-hmm. Like how you think you know so. M- it's like right before your twenties, like where you think you know so freaking much. And he was already. like going in all these like, other
2: directions and doing very well, like really well, at successful, school, really yeah. well with um, social, you know, athletics, like, like social stuff. Like he was. Yeah. So like, to me, that seems like there really must've been something going on.
1: Family comes over, friends come over. He doesn't show and his parents are upset, but they think, you know, maybe he's trying to blow off steam. I don't know. He's, he's not eager to come home, obviously, because he's in trouble. Sure. So Veronica knows and has known that something is not right. And her and Bill go to file a missing persons report with the Glenville police department, the Glenville police department. Refused to take the report because they said, no, 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 you need to go to the Village of Scotia Police Department because this is the last place that Craig was seen in at the Cambridge Manor Apartments. So he went missing from there. So you need to file a report there. So Veronica and Bill go to the Village of Scotia. We want to file a missing persons report. And they say, oh, no, no, you have to go to Glenville because you have to file the report in the town where the child lives so you need to go back to glenville so glenville continues to say no you need to go to scotia and scotia continues to say no you need to go to glenville and this goes on for almost two days wow so nobody will take the report finally finally it's determined that yes, it is actually Scotia who needs to take the report.
0: Oh, because she right.
1: disappeared My from God. Scotia. So Scotia's gonna take the report. They then made her wait 48 hours before they would take the report.
0: Quinny's, I mean, this isn't it the first time we've no seen sense. this though. Quinny's, this is not the first time we've we've seen this though. No. But it no. is infuriating. Yeah. And also the whole to- trying to do the toss back and forth because I don't want to deal with it type thing. Like that's sketch as hell. It really is. It, is. it really is. Like do your put your dick diapers on and do your job.
1: <laughs> Somebody had a wild hair, Vinny.
0: Somebody <laughs> had a wild hair up their ass <laughs> and decided yeah. not to do their job. Um, and now someone's missing because of it.
1: And to hear Veronica tell it, she's sitting on a bench in the scotia police department literally watching her watch to hit the 48 hour mark to file the report for her son i mean hell yeah counting on the seconds
0: this is not
1: right this is not right at all no it isn't so veronica says when she and bill give the report she tries very hard to explain like listen my son would never do something like this yes we were fighting yes there was a lot going on but there's absolutely no way that he would just boom, done, not call home, not. No, absolutely not. And she starts listing the names of his friends and the police are saying, well, we don't recognize those names, so we're not alarmed. Like almost as if they knew that those kids were like involved in delinquent behavior, that they would be more likely to pay attention to what she was saying. But because his friends were not like, didn't have a reputation or a record.
0: There was no concern.
1: There was no concern. Okay. And they told her, ma'am, he is 17 years old. He's six feet tall. He's probably partying. He will come home soon. That's what she was told. I don't
2: understand. No, me either. Why can we not always err on the side of caution? Like, why? Also,
0: why do we not listen to mothers always? I- why do we not it's listen true. to mothers? It is true always. that most
1: of the missing person cases that are reported, the kids are found. And that's great. That great. is really great. That's
0: great. It still doesn't mean don't be, take the precaution. Like, it's like, yeah. we. I still feel like there are so many cases that even if they couldn't have been prevented completely, maybe a few people could have been saved before it got and we see that a lot. We really do. Oh, we Ooh, see much. it a lot where it's like, if they would have just taken the fact that the mom was like, yo, that she, something's wrong here. This, my, per, my okay. child is yep. gone. It's not okay. Like if you would have taken that the first time she said that, who knows where we would be at this right. point.
1: Yeah. In hindsight, and because mm-hmm. they've had a lot of time to think about it, there may have been some changes in Craig's behavior in the months leading up to his disappearance. Mm-hmm. So... Not stuff that would have stuck out to her and her husband at the time, but after the fact, you start to think back and go, wait a minute, what, maybe there was actually something else that I wasn't seeing. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned that Craig worked as a teacher's assistant, right. And was apparently very good at it. However, he didn't turn in the final assignment to get credit for doing it, yeah, which is, is like weird, not like him, Yeah, like not like him. And then um, he borrowed CDs, I think, from the library. Like when you could rent CDs, he did oh it. my under, God. He did it under his brother, his older brother's library card.
0: This and is really never, nostalgic.
1: I know. It really and is. Then, and then he never brought them back. And so his brother was like, What the fuck, Craig? I went to go get CDs from the library. And you got points (laughs) on
0: my, you got points on my library card, dude.
1: Seriously. He was like, you need to return those CDs. And Craig's like, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to return them right now. So like, just this to me sounds like a typical 17 year old. He's going through a
0: breakup. He went through, a he's going through a bad breakup.
1: Well, that's what it sounds like to
0: me. I think he's heartbroken. I think he was heartbroken.
1: He had a lot of ladies. He had his pick of the ladies.
0: I know, but I think that there was one that fucked him up. I think that one girl fucked him up. Maybe. So
1: maybe. Who knows? He's doing these things. It's not like him. We know that. His mom's saying, no, this is out of character. And then the last thing that really stuck out to her, even at the time, was that a week prior to when he disappeared, they had their end of year soccer banquet. And they do all the awards and they named the team captains for the next year and craig was one of them and it was a huge
0: yes. honor for him it was yeah. a
1: big deal um especially because colleges are going to be looking at him and going oh wow he's already being chosen for team mm-hmm. leadership roles like it's very it, it looked really good for him mm-hmm. so he's devoted a lot of his life to soccer and he gets this great news. And after the banquet, everyone from the soccer team always goes out, you know, like to Denny's or something, you know what I mean? Like to something. Yeah, I have to do something together. And Craig, who has been described by more than one person as the life of the party, said to his mom, you know, I don't think I'm going to go out. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, this is your big night. Like, go, go Go ahead. Have a good time. And he's like, no, mom, I don't really want to go. And so like maybe
2: just... the girl was going to be there. He didn't want to deal with it. Something is going, something happened. I
0: just Something's think going that, on like, with him personally. I think he's
2: getting burned out. I think he's mm. getting burned out and like, doesn't want anything to do with any of it.
1: Before we get further into this investigation, are you going, okay, where have I heard this before? Right? Like total guy with a promising future, just poof disappears into thin air, nothing. So Carly is going to remind us all of the still unsolved and puzzling case of Brian Schaefer.
2: Yeah, this is weird guys. So Brian Randall Schaefer was 27 years old when he went missing. He went missing April 1st, 2006 from Columbus, Ohio. He was out with some friends, Clint and Meredith. He was celebrating the start of spring break. Um, He was in his second year as a medical student at the Ohio State University. He had already gotten his bachelor's degree in microbiology in 2003 and was now in the medical program. And he was an excellent student, high grades, like just like Craig, like on the straight and narrow, ready to go, you know, to amazing things. He had a girlfriend, Alexis, who was also a medical student. Um, He loved her, was reportedly possibly going to propose to her. So the night that he went out with his friends, um, they went to the Ugly Tuna saluna. He gets there on 9.30, he calls Alexis around 10 tells her he loves her. I'll see you when you get back in town. He, you know, he drank that night. He had some shots, like he was having a good time. There was a band playing. And during like one of their like last songs of the set, he and his two friends get separated. And at the end of the, at the end of the set, they're looking around for him and they're like, we don't see him anywhere. So like his friend Clint goes in the bathroom. He's not out there. Meredith doesn't see him around. So like, we're just, he probably just went home. He was seen on the camera surveillance between 1.30 a.m. and 2.00 a.m. talking with two college-age women at the bar. He looks like he says bye to them and goes back toward where the bar is, like maybe to get another drink or whatever. And he disappears from the camera's view and he's not seen after that. So those security cameras see him enter the bar that night, but they never see him leave which is like super weird. It Mm -hmm. is super weird. His car was parked at his apartment, which was not far from the saloon. Um, His cell phone, his credit cards, bank accounts have not been used since his disappearance. No personal belongings were missing. He just vanished without a trace. Nothing. His family reported him missing two days later when he uh, missed a flight that he was going to be taking. He was scheduled to take um, vacation to Miami with Alexis on April 3rd. His mother, Renee had died of cancer three weeks before he went missing, which is so sad. Um, They were very close, but the family says like he, he was obviously grieving, but he was not depressed enough to like kill himself or anything like like he, he wouldn't have killed himself and he would not just disappear and leave them all. So like, it was just, none of that would make any sense. A year and a half after he disappeared, his father, Randy, would get killed in a freak accident. So the only surviving member of his family is his young brother, Derek, which is
0: so sad to me. That is sad. That's crazy. Um,
2: Law enforcement don't think that he left on his own accord, but they have no real cause for disappearance and it remains unsolved. Like They have no idea.
1: It reminds me so much of this case. It's so similar. It's like people with their entire lives ahead of them, like yeah. so much going on, so much Just going nothing. He was going to no be dream. a
2: doctor. He was doing great. He was like having a ball. He was going to Miami. And some of the places say that he may have been planning to propose on that trip. We don't know for sure, but wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when I think of Craig Freer, I think of Brian Schaefer. Yeah. Every time I really do. Finally, 14 months after Craig disappeared, the New York state police get involved.
0: Veronica okay. and
1: goodness. Bill actually had to get the local police. They themselves had to get the local police to sign a waiver to turn this case over to the state police that is My how God. not seriously they took this case wow. yeah
0: so messed up
2: i don't
1: get it. and by this time the Freers had already hired a private investigator um and he gave all of his files to the new york state police so it is comforting that someone was investigating through that time period like someone was talking to people and looking for yeah. things so the state police immediately develop a timeline right that's one of the first things you do in an investigation and it included where craig actually was during the time when he was supposed to be at work and carly already told us most of the time he was just hanging out with his friends driving around hanging out at their houses like just basically like just not going to work however he wasn't not going to work and hanging out with his core group of friends. He was hanging out with a second group of friends. Now, as we said, social butterfly, totally popular, talking to different people all the time. But after he disappeared, his close friends told the private investigator that they would never hang out with the people that Craig was hanging out with at that time. Mm -hmm. um but they said that craig maintained friendships with these people he was he was friends with them they were not but he was all of these people were interviewed by the private investigator and they said two of them said on separate occasions that craig told them yeah you know i'm supposed to be at work but i'm not going Mm -hmm. but he never told his close friends that he wasn't going to work so not only did his parents not know His best friends didn't
0: know that he was. But he told the other group of friends or whatever. He told Mm -hmm. the other group of friends. Mm Yes. So a lot of my research, I, and I think this is another reason I connected to this case too, not only because he's a redhead. I very much in my research picked up that he was friends with a lot of different groups of people. He really was. uh, He was like friends with the nerds and like friends with the athletes and Mm -hmm. like friends with the popular kids too, but also like the less popular kids, right? Like he also hung out with like, some like some of the like, you know, like nerdy game types, you know, like those yeah. guys too, yeah. you know.
1: And, you know, all of those friends, those close friends of his, they all knew his parents. Mm-hmm. So it does make sense. Like most of the people he was hanging out with when he was supposed to be at work, they never even met his parents. So he's not trying to get caught. He's, he's not, not trying afraid to,
0: to, of hide. Yeah. He's not going to hide be concerned to hide that from them. Right, right.
1: So he's going to tell the other group of friends, but not his close friends. Right. So, private investigator and New York State police analyzed the family computer, one computer in the house. Okay. And at that time, it was all AIM, instant messaging. Okay. Instant dial. Oh my God. Like, what a throwback. Like, what a throwback. Okay. Away messages and shit. All the song lyrics cryptic oh
0: lyrics. yeah um away messages oh my god that was how you play that was my like favorite part that's Figure how you played play hard you to get back in the day yeah is- talking
1: talking to a boy and then just away ghost,
0: ghost. no what that's you gotta you- do
2: is you gotta set up your settings so it looks like you're always away but really you weren't and you can only talk to whoever you wanted to talk to on the DL, but on like regular DL. people who you don't want to talk to couldn't message you.
0: Okay, well, you know that fucking Mary Catherine over here never knew how to do an ocean like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. So they got 70% of the messages off this computer and only 70% was saved because the hard drive was full. Mm-hmm. So basically every time he's po- he was posting a message, it was just deleting the last one once mm-hmm. it was full. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh yeah. They found nothing of significance whatsoever. So how okay? So he hasn't been going to work for a month. What the hell is he doing for money? What's the kid doing for that's my big question. Yeah. According to his mom, he's got a sugar daddy. He had done some odd jobs for his grandparents and he made extra money helping them with their property. His mom had also helped him pay for prom a few months earlier. So he was getting help from his parents and he had worked really hard to pay off his car. So he didn't have a car payment. So he told his mom before he disappeared, he had built up a little bit of savings kind of to be like, Hey mom, you know, like, um, being responsible, you know, but none of that money was ever found after no. he disappeared. So Strange. she believes that he probably just spent it. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't have any money coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So several searches have been conducted in the area where Craig disappeared again, two years after the kid went missing. Um, The first search was a community search over 300 people. Are we thinking Delphi ladies, 300 volunteers. Um, And the police would not decline to be involved until they had to crowd control because there were too many people. And so then they eventually showed up. How do they decline to be involved with a missing kids case?
0: Like, yeah, I just don't get it. It's really frustrating to me. Also, it just doesn't look good on them either.
1: Once the New York state police are involved, they do a search with cadaver dogs and bloodhounds, the dogs, the dogs, and they came up with absolutely nothing. They sent divers into the Mohawk river, nothing.
2: This is 14 months
1: later. Mm -hmm. Um, They waited too long. So Craig is still missing to this day. Like Katie said, his social security number has never been used. He has not used his bank account. He hasn't filed his taxes. He hasn't uh, applied for a job. He hasn't taken out a credit card. He hasn't used his bank account. Nothing. Um, Veronica Freer has said that she has been contacted by several psychics. Mm -hmm. Carly, just like. Um, just like Libby's mom independently contacted by several psychics and she has worked with them and she hasn't gained anything particularly useful from them, but she still believes that some people have that gift and she's, she's been willing to listen to it. So that's just a little, little dig to the people who give the parents of the Delphi girls a hard time for what they need to do.
0: Has she shared any information about what any of them have said? No, No. or interesting
1: um okay so let's get into some of the rabbit holes of this case where you could just go and go and go and go and and go and go for hours so number one the witnesses yes Mm -hmm. there are witnesses Mm -hmm. Winnie's the private investigator found two kids from the area where craig lived who said they saw him around two o'clock on the sunday when he disappeared walking Walking in the direction of his house yep walking the tracks he they said he turned to them and held his finger up to his mouth and said, shh. So when this gets passed on to the New York State police, the police interview the kids and the kids admit, yeah, we made that up. He didn't really do that. We just made that up. That's just something that we said, but we did see him that day. So I feel like it's up to you if you want to believe those kids or not. Mm -hmm. I I have trouble.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if they saw him at all. I don't know. I do. Well, I love how everything you read is like. The investigator said if you did get hit by a train, there was no evidence of that happening. Oh, because it was 14 and a half months later, <laughs> yes. you fucking imbeciles.
2: Like, are like, you it's, kidding it's, me? But it's also like Justin said in the beginning, everything is contradictory. Every. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. This one says I saw somebody who said it would take 45 minutes for him to walk from the Cambridge Manor apartment to his house.
0: And now you went and confirmed that not to be true, right? Like at all, completely
1: untrue. And his mom said, we've walked that path so many times and clocked Mm -hmm. it at eight minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just you can't you just yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I believe those kids. I don't know. It's really hard with eyewitnesses, obviously.
0: Why was he going back to the woods to walk home? That, that makes no sense. Why? There was a reason why he was going into those woods is what I'm saying. He was not walking home. I don't believe he was walking home. Why would he be leaving his vehicle? Why well, would he, would he, was a, he was
2: trying
1: to beat his dad home. Yeah, he was trying to get if, to his mom. But
0: that's if why we think he knew that the dad was there. Right. Right. And because I do get the vibe, first, like, Last week, when you said we were doing him and I very first looked him up, the very first thing that I read was like, was that his parents seemed strict because of the fact that he's talking to mom, they're arguing about the job thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then dad is shows up. Mm -hmm. The fact that dad shows up is like, okay, these parents are like, Oh, you're not going to listen to me. Like, I'm going to go and get your ass right now. Yeah. Like that's like, to me, that's so normal. That's normal. Right. I
1: think Veronica said to Bill, listen, you don't need to drive around anymore because I fucking know where he is. Mm-hmm. And Bill went there mm-hmm. to be like, get your yeah. ass home. I don't know if I believe that those kids saw him yeah. That's up to interpretation, uh-huh. but it is on the record that they, they said, you know, they made up the thing about the shh, mm-hmm. but they saw him the next rabbit hole is the teacher so at the time of his disappearance there was a rumor circulating that craig had been seen with a scotia glenville high school teacher male teacher outside of normal hours of the classroom the private investigator dug into that as well Mm -hmm. and he found nothing he did not believe that there was anything to Mm -hmm. indicate foul play from the teacher it was just a rumor I mean, it that could have really been
2: anything. I, He's doing extracurriculars. He's like, you know,
0: it's I worth pick remembering up, though. Yeah. And definitely. I pick up like, there's, I mean, I get some vibes that like, maybe he could have been struggling with his sexuality very much. I get that feeling That's right a away. Huge piece just, him. just from the pictures alone and the way that he was like, so social and like also a ladies man, like all of these girls, like that's very much like someone trying to deflect and like Mm -hmm. trying to distract and Mm -hmm. make people think that they're one way when they're really another way passing, no judgment whatsoever, Uh, you know, um, yeah, Disney, that uh, comes but up also for sure. His style too really gives that off too because he was so stylish and like he was. He literally did his hair every. You see every single picture like his hair is gelled and he dying. had the
1: gel. He had the, the gel spike like thing. yeah.
0: All the pictures totally fashionable. Always had yeah. great style. He really did. He had good like he was. He always had the dopest hair. Kicks.
1: Okay, next rabbit hole: the wallet. Mm -hmm. this gets real confusing so i'm gonna do my best Quinny's. okay much has been made of this wallet okay Mm -hmm. much has been made that he disappeared without his wallet you hear that all the time the truth Mm -hmm. is he sucked at having a wallet okay (laughs) so he lost it not once but twice in the year before he disappeared he first lost his wallet almost a year before he disappeared
0: Wow, we are literally the same fucking person. I'm literally a fellow
1: student was actually stealing wallets. Had stolen several wallets, including Craig's, and the parent of this student actually found the wallets and frog marched the kid over to the Freer's house and knocked on the door and return the wallet and apologize profusely for their kids' wow. behavior. Okay, this is what I'm saying. These are the kids that he's surrounding himself with. Yeah. That parenting of being like, nope, you fucked up and you're gonna take responsibility. That, mm-hmm. That's this group of people. It, mm-hmm. it really is. Mm-hmm. So then a couple of months before he disappeared, he thinks he loses his wallet again. And he's like, mom, I think I lost my wallet. And she's like, Craig. Go, okay. Fine. Sure. Fine. I don't care. Great. Lost your wallet. Good job. You need to go to the DMV and go get another license because mm-hmm. you're not going to be driving the car around, wallet or not, without your license. So he did that, and we don't. This this license is supposed to go in your wallet, right? But he doesn't have a wallet, so all we can imagine is he's just carrying the license, right? Mm-hmm. Two years after he disappeared. Craig's wallet was found by a friend of his, a friend named Jeff. So the mother and father of Jeff actually turned this wallet over to Craig's mom. And they were very, very hesitant to do it because they didn't want their kid to be wrapped up in this whole thing. They didn't want to implicate him. Craig had been missing. You know, the whole town is a buzz about it. And they were very nervous to bring it to her, but they finally decided, you know, this is the right thing to do. We need to give it to her. They find the wallet. They're moving a dresser and the wallet is behind the dresser at home. So presumably the kids now in college, right? They're rearranging some stuff. This is how I imagine it. And they find the wallet behind the dresser that they moved mm-hmm. and it's Craig's. Mm-hmm. They asked the kid about it and the kid says, yes, it's Craig's wallet. He lost it in my car. He left it in my car when we were in my car once. And I didn't find it until after he disappeared. And I was really scared to bring it to anyone because he disappeared and I don't know what happened to him. And I was really scared that someone would think that I had something to do with it.
0: I mean, that makes sense. It
1: does make sense.
0: That really does. So
1: (laughs) he says he's scared to turn it in, but eventually it is turned in. The driver's license that was in that wallet is the old driver's license, not the new one. Right. The new one has to this day, never been found,
0: which mm-hmm. is so odd.
1: It was pro- it's probably with him. Yeah. So both the parents and the kid were extensively interviewed by New York state police. They took it very seriously. Um, and the police were satisfied that the parents and the kid had absolutely nothing to do with this. And this is really important to remember, remember like he's hanging out with that second group of friends who don't know his parents and when he's Mm -hmm. supposed to be at work, Jeff was not one of those kids. He was one of Craig's core elementary school friends Mm -hmm. who had the wallet. Got it. Mm -hmm. So you can spend a lot of time thinking about that one. Yeah. Next we have the phone. So Craig's mom says, my son did not have a cell phone. Actually, we plan to get him a cell phone for his 18th birthday in October. We were going to buy him a phone. That's what we told him. He knew it was coming. It's all good. 13 years after Craig goes missing. Okay. 2017 Quinnies. Little Veronica is in a nail salon. And she's approached by this woman who says, listen, I have something to tell you about your son. She says, I figured you already knew, but I told my husband about it. And he said, you really need to speak to her and make sure that she knows. And just seeing you here at this nail salon randomly, like it's fate, I have to tell you. So on June 26th, 2004, the day before Craig disappeared, this person saw Craig at a graduation party on that Saturday with Matt and with all the with all of them. But Craig was sequestered away from the party and he was on the phone having a heated conversation.
0: 2 and years he, later
1: This is 13, 13 years. years later.
0: Mhm. Yeah. I don't know about it. Randomly in a nail salon, come on, said Craig kept
1: saying, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I can't believe you're doing this to me right now. How could you do this to me? He was animated. He was pacing. He was very distraught, very upset. And Craig's family maintained, you know, he didn't have a phone. So either he used somebody else's phone or Mm. he had a phone that nobody knew about. Mm. So the New York State police, again, they look into this 13 years later. They're never able to ascertain if it was someone else's phone who was called. I mean, it's way too long ago, way too Mm -hmm. long ago. So Craig had several girlfriends, like we said, and the person on the other end of that call has to this day never been identified. And this is really important. The girl that he had just broken up with, remember that he told Matt he was kind of bummed that they had broken up. Mm -hmm. It was her graduation party. Mm-hmm. So he was not talking to the girl he just broke up with. Right. It was her party. Right. So who could that have been hmm. if he wasn't talking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then with yeah. the soccer banquet if he doesn't mm-hmm. want to go out because he might see her, he's going to her graduation right, party. So that doesn't
2: even, yeah.
0: Was so it's it like, the soccer or what, excuse me. Was it the teacher? It's
1: the teacher. A, a lot of people make a lot of the teacher. They don't like mm-hmm. the teacher. The teacher it's, it's inconvenient. That rumor is inconvenient, but I think there's, it might, I don't know. It might be a little I have clue. So I have so many different, I have
0: so many different ones yeah. 20s, 20s, Okay, Quinny. so, so. Many different ones.
1: Last rabbit hole, and then we're going to get on to some brief theories, and then we're going to talk about what we think. So, Price Chopper. Yeah. What the fuck happened yeah. to Price Chopper, Quinties? Yeah, Why yeah. did he quit his job? Why did he quit his job? Like we said, working in the dairy section, unloading trucks, making friends. Everywhere he went <laughs> with truck drivers, people on the loading dock, whatever it is, super popular, just a popular mm-hmm. kid. It's how it yeah. went. Yeah. His mom tells this story of one time he comes home from work and he's like, Hey, mom, look. He takes out this piece of paper and he's like, This older lady wrote her name and phone number down and gave it to me at work today. And she's (laughs) like, Okay, ew, Craig, that's disgusting. Okay. And you're a minor. Exactly. And you should throw that away. He's like, Yeah, I know. Like, I'm not going to call her, but. I just want to show the guys. So he kind of like shows her the piece of paper quick. She doesn't read it. Yeah. But she sees the handwriting and she remembers that at the time she was like, you know, that kind of looks like a man's handwriting. Hmm. But she didn't make anything of it at the time. Like she was just like, huh? Mm -hmm. Kind of looks, handwriting's weird. Private investigator drills down on Price Chopper. They found out shockingly. Craig has just been slacking off at work. He's been mm-hmm. hanging on the loading dock. He got a longer leash. He's basically just chilling. He interviewed a bunch of his coworkers. Nothing. Nothing came of that. So we don't know why mm. he stopped going to Price shopper We re- we still we don't know. All right, Quinnies. Some quick theories. Number 1, aliens. Always always a possibility.
0: Always, always a possibility. and forever.
1: Next, and probably more in the realm of reality, <laughs> suicide.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So could he have <sighs> taken his own life? Could, he ha- could it have been an accidental death? According to the private investigator, no.
0: Yeah, where's said, because where's he at? Where's the body at? Where the body at? He said,
1: died by his own hand or died by an accident, there yeah. would be a trace of him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. He also continues to point out that the New York State police have repeatedly said, They do not think he left on his own accord and that there is foul play suspected. So no, Mm -hmm. we're going to rule that one out. Mm -hmm. Next, we have drugs or criminal activity, right? This is an obvious jump. Where is he getting Mm -hmm. the money? You know, was he getting it through crime, through selling drugs maybe for like, where's he getting the money?
0: Yeah. And everybody had said, uh, witnesses and parents said that his personality ha- was a little bit different uh, the weeks, the two weeks before he had gone missing, that, mm-hmm. that he just seemed a little bit more so down he, yeah. and mm-hmm. introverted, whereas normally he was so, you know, outgoing and boisterous, if you will. Yeah.
1: So the private investigator thinks no. He said, if this kid, first of all, you need to be connected yeah. to get into that world. And what the hell, who the hell does he know? Also, he believes that if anything like that was going on, he would have found evidence of that on the Frears landline, the computer, mm-hmm. so, something, and they found mm-hmm. nothing. So there's been no evidence for that kind of activity. Okay. These last three are really popular and maybe will get us somewhere. Mm-hmm. So the family- We got to talk about the family. Yeah. Um, Many people believe very similar to Delphi that Craig's father is the one who actually killed him in a rage after finding out that he had lost his job. There have been several unsubstantiated reports that his father was an alcoholic and physically abused him. Mm -hmm. I cannot find a single court record deposition, concrete piece of evidence that states that. And I looked, man, I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I,
0: I yeah, worked, but that, I doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything now. Though, exactly,
1: at all. exactly, It Does not mean
0: anything. It at all. Di- yeah.
1: Domestic violence happens all the time, and it's not
0: reported behind closed doors all so the time. It's
1: certainly day. possible, but there's also no evidence to suggest it. Right. So it's just. It, it's, it's like 50, there's 50, no 50. evidence either you know, way, right? Exactly. It's so um, up in the air. By all accounts, Bill was super pissed the day that Craig went missing, and sure. so was Veronica. Right. So according to her, after she called him and said, "Okay, he's on his way here. Bill went home because he wanted to be there when he got there. He wanted he had he was pissed. And they were going to
0: have it out. I thought he went to the friend's house. The dad he
1: did. He was sitting outside and Craig talks on the phone with his mom and says, I'll be home in 10 minutes. And Veronica calls his dad and says he's on his way here. And Bill left and went
0: home. Okay. So Bill was, was waiting at
1: the bill was waiting where his car was.
0: Where, exactly. okay.
1: And he said he took okay. off. He's coming home. He'll be, he'll, you know, right. And so he went home. So I don't, I don't think there's enough time Quinny's for him to, for anything to happen there in broad daylight and for yeah, him to go straight middle
2: home of the day. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's, it's hard. It's hard to understand. Um, so Bill died in 2017 And his obituary lists that one of his favorite things was coaching his son in soccer. And it lists that he looks forward to being reunited with his son. And in lieu of flowers, he asked for donations to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the comment thread for this obituary is just full of people mm-hmm. who are testifying about how much he was affected by Craig's disappearance. Yeah, I He just... never was the same and how it just it plagued him for the rest of his life.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the that one is the least uh, vibe I get uh, for <laughs> sure out of all of my theories the dad's probably at the bottom of the list. Like I very much the going to the friend's house, it shows that his dad's got a little bit of an anger problem. Yeah, he's got right? a temper For sure. He's got a temper. 100%. He's has, um he's not a very patient person. Let's mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. is what you can very much pick up on. But. Exactly. Like, how are you going to be able to have that much time to kill your son in broad daylight in an apartment complex woods or no woods? And just like you said, Quinny, like, it's not like it's like thick
1: brush woodland, right? right? It's just like, you can get down a little bit of trees, right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. like it's like, um,
1: yeah. And a lot of people really dog his siblings, saying that they're not as vocal as his mother Hmm. um, and are not, they don't seem to be like as supportive of this case getting solved. And I have found that to be wholly inaccurate. I found footage of Matt biking in the bike ride for the missing in 2016 in honor of his brother. Um, And both Matt and Kathleen are staples of press appearances with respect to Craig's case. Um, There was remains found in the Scotia area in uh, 2016, and Matt literally drove by it and pulled over and called his mother and was like, I'm really afraid that it's Craig. They are all, this is always in the back of their minds, no matter how public- that the media, i don't i don't think the, that's right yeah. i really don't the media
0: know is right. always so critical of the yeah. family's way of grieving or handling the situation especially if it's a cold case especially if it's a cold case i mean really and it's bill and veronica did
1: divorce after craig went missing because they couldn't they, they couldn't the marriage couldn't withstand yeah. it no yeah, yeah. But they that still appeared publicly together, united front to advocate for him. Um, you know, so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I know it's very convenient and we always, you always have to look at the family. We should, we should look at them. We should rule them out. Yeah. We mm-hmm. them out. Right, sure. Um, but I don't know. Okay, next one, he called someone on his walk home. Did he change his mind mm-hmm. and decide, no, I'm going to go somewhere else until my parents cool down? Did he use possibly a concealed cell phone to call someone and then something went wrong? That. Nah. And finally, was he gay? Was he hiding his sexuality to avoid ridicule that we know is rampant not only in upstate New York, but pretty much
0: everywhere? And even more so in the early 2000s, it would have Mm -hmm. been way less socially acceptable. And was the person
1: that he was experimenting with possibly tied to his job? Mm -hmm. And is that person the same person who he was on the phone with at the graduation Mm -hmm. party? Mm -hmm. So Quinny's, what happened to Craig Freer?
0: You can go first, Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of theories. I mean, I really, really do. Um, I don't, it's really a, such a tough one. And it's it one of is. the cases that normally I feel really strongly about a certain particular one, this one I'm so lost on. And it's Me crazy too. because it's the one I feel the most, like, I feel the most connected to him. I really do. As far as just like personally, Mm-hmm. And again, we how we keep saying like it's so nostalgic because it really does bring us back to high school in our high school days, everything from the cell phones to the computers to the emails to the jobs, like yeah. it's like that age and what how you feel and what you think at that time. Cause it could um, have been to, any of us it could have. And I try to put all of that into perspective. So a couple things I, I, the gay vibe is, is totally, um, that's been one of my first inclinations from the get is that I think he could have been internally struggling with his sexuality, having the bunch of girls, um, and he was so attractive and so tidy of himself. I think that he was um, in denial or trying to hide maybe some real feelings. Mm -hmm. What I, some other, another thing that I really, really have been anxious to talk about is that he was a ginger, okay. And one of the first things you said, Quinny, is that he was so popular, right? And like everybody loved him, okay. Redheads get made fun of, man. Gingers get made fun of, and they always have, and especially in especially in high school in those times. I feel like dudes too, like red, like oh, really redheaded dudes? dudes even yeah. worse, one hundred percent. But it's but I was bullied because of my red hair. Sure. And when I was a kid, I thought that it was the bane of, of my existence. Like, just like Anna of Green Gables. Like, I really thought oh that I was homely. God, <laughs> and I believed, I believed that I was homely. And I thought I was the ugliest person. I thought I was cursed for life because I didn't have long, Green, beautiful Auburn beautiful, hair. beautiful, Okay? Stop it! Okay? Everybody talks about how he's social, so social and everybody loved him and all this stuff. But wh- when people say that about someone, more common than not, there are there's more chance that those people are struggling more yeah. socially than totally. you realize.
2: Definitely. totally.
0: And so I really put into perspective like, I wonder if someone was bullying him or if someone was being mean to him or if someone wanted or was someone was jealous of his athleticism or his success um, mm-hmm. and very much got these vibes because he's a freaking ginger and we only make up 1% of the population and people freaking <laughs> call us out on that shit, man. Like redheads, they can be bullied too. They really can. And so that was one of the very first things I thought. So, okay. But moving on from that, I also get vibes from the train. Who's to say he could not have maybe gotten hit by the train. Who's to say he could have not maybe tr- jumped the train.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that will get you killed just doing Oh that. yeah.
0: There are
1: so many stories of people jumping on the back of a train being found and literally being beat to death.
0: Yeah. Like, so did he get a fake ID and jump the Mm -hmm. train and start a new life? You know, I mean, it's rare, um, but it does happen. My last other one is the the dad Mm -hmm. would be my one at the bottom of the list. Mm -hmm. Like I get gay troubled at the top, something going on in his personal life, Mm -hmm. then train something with the train. And then dad is at the bottom. Those are my mm-hmm. theories oh, and aliens too, of course.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. I oh. know it's, it's, it's a tough it's one. Unbelievable. So, so tough. Like, yes, like he could have been hit by the train. I don't think
0: that's without naming any names or anything. I know someone who was actually killed by a train. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. in scatacoke and what i what i want to say is what i had noticed about that is that the state or i guess it wouldn't be the state i guess it would be the county or the transit district or whatever Mm -hmm. they want to cover that those kind of things up Mm -hmm. like they don't want that to be like no kid gets hit by a train like that's that's a that's a if it's not a mistake on the trespassing part it's yeah. a fault from the city. Right. Mm-hmm, so like right. they want to, you know, they're going to try or at least attempt to really kind of hide things like that too. So that's another reason that I think this is so sketch mm-hmm. about that. Nobody investigating it in the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm, it is,
0: you know, something ain't clean with that. Quinnies.
2: Yeah. Like why would they not want to look for a missing 17 year old boy? Like, yes. Is he basically a full grown man? Sure. He's right. The size of one, you know what I mean? Like, he's almost mm-hmm. 18, he's very close.
0: But, like, and if the vehicle's oh, there man. and the kid is missing, yeah, why are you not sourced around the place where the kid's car is where the kid last was? Exactly. Why would you not be there immediately? Yeah, you know what even I mean? The
1: car, it's its yeah. just like it just suggests,
0: yeah, the car blows problems too. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah, seriously.
2: And like, there is a slight chance he went on his way and like is living a you know a life in out the there. Caribbean. That's fine. Like, maybe this kid loses his wallet all the time. Like, is he gonna be able to? Yeah, never seventeen. Use his like, account? you can't he didn't do have a, shit at seventeen. Right. He doesn't have a, great a job, point. so he doesn't such a great like, point making a bunch of money to go run away
0: with. Right. And absolutely no disrespect to him or anyone at no. all. But exactly. He was like, he was a teenager. And He's like, he kid. wasn't, he wasn't super, super like exactly like doing like he wasn't super on his way to doing a some really big thing right no. at that moment or something yeah. like, I don't know. My mind just
2: really jumps to, it's kind of, it's kind of almost like chicken and like the chicken or the egg, like what came first mm. was the. All the things that was different about his normal, like characteristics, like the things that he was like slacking on that he normally wouldn't have. Did that come first or did something happen that caused that? I just, but that to me speaks the most. Like Like what happened first? Something is the trigger. trigger. What was was the catalyst for all of these things? Yeah. There was something that somehow nobody knows about. Or isn't it's, saying, but it's a great point, I I think that the family doesn't know. No, and maybe the childhood friends either, because they obviously didn't know everything that was going on. Like something went down for sure.
0: Yeah. Something really did go down.
1: I'm with you. I, Who I'm became totally the captain you. on that uh,
0: team, on that yeah. soccer team?
1: There were a few. I'm not sure if somebody took his How sure are some
0: high school kids going to get rid of a freaking no. body, man? No, he's not, it. not
1: his friends. No, it's not his friends.
0: So it's not.
1: I've racked my brain. Okay. I really want to come up with some shit here. I want to be able to tell you exactly what happened. Um, I think you are exactly on the right track with the two things, right? Mm -hmm. One point. Number one, he is distant and he is having problems leading up to the disappearance. Mm -hmm. And then point number two he disappears, yeah. right? So like right. both of those things are springing from the same thing. Instant,
0: yeah. some instance, yeah. Some
1: instance, something that, something that is going on with him that ultimately leads him to this. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, Quinny's, know Dean Coral, the man with the candy, t- Houston, Texas?
0: The man with the candy.
1: Yeah, no. he's, it's a great book. The man book. with the candy Fantastic and the white book. man. Fantastic book, yes, Quinny legitimately mm. he was the owner of the coral candy company and he murdered 29 boys in houston mm-hmm. texas yeah, yeah.
0: Texas. he was he was scooping the boys yeah
1: he was a very sick individual but what he started with he had two boys two teenage boys who were helping him to commit these crimes to basically lure ugh. younger boys into it's a horrible it, grooming
2: it, it, and oh my ugh. god
1: it's a horrible story um but the first boy that he The first teenager who he got basically in his employ was a guy named David Brooks. Dean Coral meets David Brooks and they're social and everything's fine. And David Brooks is a pretty cool kid. So, he, you know, it's like they they develop kind of a rapport with each other. And then Dean Coral basically is giving him alcohol in the DL and some drugs sometimes. And then basically says, hey, David, I will... Pay you one hundred dollars if you let me go down on you, and David is like, "Whoa, uh, okay,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he lets him do it, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a regular thing. So much so that this guy mm-hmm. bought him a Corvette on his seventeenth birthday. So, like, this is a thing that yeah. happens with attractive, gregarious young men: is they are scoped sometimes. By mm. pedophiles, mm-hmm. and they are groomed by pedophiles who I don't manipulated. know g- They're manipulated. They're manipulate. Give them, a, a, maybe give them money to spend mm-hmm. time with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe give them a cell phone to call them whenever yeah. they want. Maybe uh, what whatever it is. And they're I, at the most
0: vulnerable and perfect age for a man for them to take advantage of them, especially if some the kids questioning their sexuality. That's mm-hmm. the other piece of it, too, is like, I really
1: think that there's it's very possible that I think that rumor about the teacher having been seen with Craig mm-hmm. is because there are rumors going around about Craig being gay. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what yes. this is. Mm-hmm. The people are people, you know, the, the whisper campaign and he was is being going talked about
0: because about he was different.
1: Exactly. And I, and mm-hmm. I said, I'm looking at this going, okay, did he kiss one of the guys on the team? Mm-hmm. Did he do mm-hmm. something in a moment where it was just like, he a thought something forward. was going on and then right. he was chastised. Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. So someone like that who's already questioning their sexuality Mm -hmm. is the perfect victim for Mm -hmm. someone like that. Someone who can say, and especially like David Brooks and Dean Coral, if it's being done to you, like you yourself are not doing anything. In fact, you're being paid Mm -hmm. to let something happen to you. Mm -hmm. It makes, it becomes more of just like a monetary arrangement.
0: I think that somebody, I think people need to look more into the teacher, mm Quinise.
1: Well, I don't know. See, they looked at that and they said, no way, nothing to do with the teacher. I think that was a malicious rumor mm. that was going around. That, that were just people kids were saying, say- yep. People were saying that teacher really seems to like Craig and Craig really seems to like guys. So they probably, mm. I-, I think it was just pushed I- it over. I think it was just a gossipy. Yeah. thing That was said. Um, I don't believe, I just don't believe the family. I just can't bring no. myself to it. And I no. know like, I, I don't get those that- vibes. I know that he was, he, he may have been the last person to see him or mm-hmm. be in close proximity to him, his mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, 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 have a hard time believing that I, I, I don't know if price chopper has anything to do with it. Quinnes. no, I don't, I don't know. So. Like, no. I, I don't even, it might just be a red herring. Like he yeah. just happened to be like, I'm not going back there and that's it. And mm-hmm. just, it's, it's just one of those things. Because oh, he um, could definitely care. told
2: his mom, like, I'll, I'll, I have a reason, I promise, I'll tell you when I get home, just to stall.
0: Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Like, just to whatever. definitely. I, I totally and agree. And the whole, oh, he was having like a fight with his parents. Like, who wasn't having a fight with their fucking parents when they were 15? Let's be real here. Yeah. Like, seriously. I, to- I
1: totally agree.
0: And yeah. I think that
1: if he had run away, first of all, I think he did start walking home on the tracks that day. And then he walked off of the tracks and called someone.
0: I mm-hmm. uh, got see, in the car
1: with them and something happened. Something went wrong.
0: One of so, these strongest vibes that I get of all, I, I want to go there too, Quinny. I really do. Yeah. yeah we'll I go. want to we will go. go there because Definitely. I already there without, is even, without vibe, even having Vinnie, been there. Vibe, without right. even having been there, I literally feel like he went. I don't know if I believe those kids or not, but there is a part of me that does. And I truly believe that he was by those tracks. Where else would he have gone? He left the car, he wasn't in the apartments. Where the fuck else would he have gone? Also like, and he's so recognizable. Yeah, he's
1: so recognizable. And flaming I read, red hair. Yes, six feet tall. Like he's just two hundred pounds. And like you can't miss him.
0: I read multiple, multiple times from multiple, multiple sources that that was a hangout place where kids went. They tracked back they and forth through those woods all the time from the apartment complex to the. Yeah. And exactly that it was all. It's always a traffic through there. Not like busy traffic all the time, mm-hmm. but that there's like. You know, people are there spread out throughout the day or, or whatever. But but do, we, so do we completely agree that
2: if it's anything to do with the tracks or anyone near the tracks, it's someone he knew?
1: I do think it's someone for sure. Knew. I think yeah.
0: it's someone. He I think knew. he yeah. called
1: someone yeah. in that situation and said, "Hey, come pick me up. I'm in." Mm-hmm. You it. Like it's definitely someone he had already had. And I, think,
0: for yes, and, and I think yes. And
1: honestly, you can be on. Eight ninety to eighty eight in five minutes from yep. where he went missing. Somebody and could have picked him up and straight out to Western New York,
0: and we done.
1: and and that's it. Yep. that's and it. And
0: both of you, Quinnies, made such a great point, like the chick, the whole chicken before the egg thing. You're you're both exactly right. Like something there was a catalyst for this. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just you don't just start acting different for two weeks and then go missing mm-hmm. for no fucking reason. There's a if reason he, like, for that. If he,
1: and honestly, like if he was being molested if he was truly like being taken advantage of by an older, by person, an older that person that he knew that he that deep down he knew this isn't right
2: or and blackmailed just, for like d- yeah blackmail- or i
1: saw someone yes carly beat so beat that, that, and that phone call like yeah you, yeah you think he was being blackmailed
2: yeah like, or maybe. like so yes. Like, I'm gonna let you know, and you're gonna lose the captain. You're not or gonna be like, able to be, um, an intern, you know, teaching us, whatever oh you're God. not gonna be, or able to- a
0: jealous parent, maybe. See, um, okay, a jealous parent, because again,
1: these situations with this grooming behavior from yeah. older pedophiles it's usually not only someone that the victim knows but that their
0: parents know yes and yes. it's horrible Abducted to say in plain that sight. right because oh, the parents think that God. they can trust the person they think they can trust the person they do it's an adult Jesus. and yeah. the next thing you know your kid's molested or whatever kidnapped
1: Yeah, maybe I want to go out after the soccer banquet with the kid of the dad who touched me inappropriately last time I was there. And if Craig ran away and decided, fuck this, I'm out. His father has now passed. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to believe that he would not reconnect with his mother yeah. after everything that she yeah. has done like to all find him time. and all the pain. She, right. She's gone through lymphoma. No. She's, I, she, like she no. has gone through a lot since then. She. The and siblings, like the, he was close si- with exactly. his siblings. He was close with his family. So I just, um, the reason why we don't have a trace of Craig Freer is because he walked out of there and he yeah. was not given the option to come back, is my opinion. Craig's mother, Veronica, is very good friends with Mary Lyle, mother of oh, Suzanne Lyle. Crazy. She helped Veronica get Craig's face on a billboard about five years ago. Amazing. She, she continues to help her advocate on behalf of her son, Mary Lyle, ladies and love. gentlemen. Just, I mean, honest. Love. Just love, love, truly uh, an amazing lady. So uh, Craig Freer was 17 years old when he disappeared on June 27th of 2004. He's a Caucasian male, six feet tall, 190 pounds, red hair, brown eyes, freckles, dimples. He was wearing a white short sleeve t-shirt, jean shorts, wow. white Adidas sneakers with the three stripes. Yo, I told stripes. you. He's remember got that stick
0: kicks? Oh, yo, I told you. I had I them. told you my
2: boyfriend had He is a, had he them.
0: had he had style, man. He had those good shoes
1: and he was wearing a St. Christopher's medal on a gold chain. Yes, I mentioned okay. that. camp. Yes. So that is for sea travels, right? Yes, I
0: meant to bring that up. That's eerie.
1: And it probably means absolutely
2: nothing. But for me, I was like, I know the traveling. Like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's really, it's haunting. Since we just have been talking about all of this though, now I'm starting to think even more. Miko, just stop it. I'm starting to think even more about I'm really starting to get more of the parent older person, Carly. Vibe. That's a great. That's a fantastic that, point, Quinnie. Yeah. It really is because listen, they were messing with him. Maybe, maybe they were fucking with him, and it, he was gonna. They were afraid he was gonna come out with it, and they got rid of him.
1: I just can't with the Winnie's. people coming out of the woodwork 13 years later to tell oh this woman. You, no, you know, it just God. no. Something's
0: it, not clean about makes, that either.
1: It makes you feel like okay. Somebody knows mm-hmm. what happened to Craig Freer. Who is that they're person sitting on and it? And
0: what are, yep. And who yeah. are they, inv- who is that person that said that to her involved with? And also, I get spiteful vibes from that. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It, like, does. like, like, why it really are you doesn't. you
0: going to randomly go up to the mother of a missing child in a salon and say something like that, thir- 22 something years later. 13 years That's, 13 years. Yeah. That's really strange to me. Yeah. no.
1: So there's a $10,000 reward for any information leading to finding Craig, please. If you're listening to this podcast and you are scrolling through on your phone, open up Facebook, look up Craig Freer help solve the case. It is his missing persons group. Join the group. They're trying to get to a thousand members. They're, they're really trying to spread awareness. Please join this group share information. Mm -hmm. They're going to do a vigil right around his birthday. You you know, you just want to, you want to support this. You really want to support this cause we had, we need to bring closure to this family. It's been 17 years. And if you have any information on the disappearance of Craig Freer or the disappearance of Suzanne Lyle, by the way, um, because somebody does, uh Mm -hmm. please contact the new york state police at 518-630-1700 i did look heavily into israel keys for this his timeline is does not rule him out i did reach out to josh from true crime bullshit to ask him if he thought there's any possible way that he was down this way in 2004 Mm -hmm. i haven't heard back but i will tell you quinnies as soon as i do um this is a puzzling case. I have no idea what happened to him.
0: Maybe one of the most puzzling ones we've ever, ever done.
1: And also because just like so scary.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. something yes. like this can happen yes. to and an able-bodied
1: 17-year-old seen. athlete. It's like just a gone. Yeah. I want to talk to every single person who ever knew him.
0: Yes. Yeah, seriously. I, I really
1: yeah. do. I really, really do.
0: Now we did our first ginger.
1: Love you. Bye, Queenies. Love you, Bye. Queenies.